welcome to Toy Pal, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. Hi, I'm Trent, and it is great to have your company today for episode 116. This week on Toy Pal, we hit up another vintage toy line retrospecto. <laughs> retrospecto? Wow, that's a very 80s way of putting it. The retrospecto. <laughs> Mondo to the max. <laughs> Cowabunga. Oh, Is this episode just going to be everyone putting O at the end of things? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It just happens our retrospective ends with O, so... (laughs) Oh, no. It's a a toy line retrospective. It is Rambo, and that's probably why I had the O on on the tip of my tongue. I was was reading ahead to that. Uh, Darren is going to take us through the 1986 Coleco line of Rambo. We are then going to get into some questions and answers from uh, fan Keith Nullawalla. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Darren. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Ben. G'day, g'day. And Frank. Oi, oi. Franco. <laughs> Franco. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's get into the first segment. So as Trent said, we're looking at the Coleco 1986 to 1987 Rambo line. This line's based on the animated series Rambo and the Freedom Fighters. Now, it's an interesting line that always uh, I always connected with as a child. I never collected it, but I have vivid memories of seeing it in the 1980s in the Woolworths Variety Store in Rundle Mall in Adelaide. And I can remember thinking these looked really cool. So, the Rambo line consists of two waves of figures, vehicles, and a playset. Figures are a larger scales than many figure lines of the era, at which come at 6.5 inches. So, what sort of scale was this one, sorry? 6.5. Oh, sorry, I thought it was larger than 6.5. That's a big figure for the 80s. If you think a He-Man figure is sort of 5.5 inches, it's it's that little bit taller than that, isn't it? Yeah, and if you think about superpowers, that 5 and... Obviously, Star Wars is around that sort of era. The Star Wars vintage line yeah. from Kenner, so but not yeah, as not as big as it up quite nicely. Not as big as a Brave Star, or yeah, it's very it, true. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And so this is based on the cartoon, obviously not the uh, the horrific movie, and that not the R rated really designed for kids. Yeah, that's this, right. <laughs> the, not First Blood. Well, you're getting the eighties is really good at doing this. Is taking the animated series and making that into the toy line, even though. The animated series is based on a movie. And We've looked at, you know, property, yeah, yeah. There's the, obviously things like even things like Police Academy that mm-hmm. had a movie, Ghostbusters. Yep, they had a movie. Well, let's turn that into an animated series, and then let's get the toys. Toys based. And on I always that. wondered why didn't the you know why did Egon have blonde hair? You know, well, he was based on a likeness from an animated series and not based on a movie well, likeness. Mm. But just just on the another segue to that, have you guys ever read the Dark Horse uh, Mask? series like the the you know the Jim Carrey movie version no, those no, those no. comics are super dark like i'm talking sex violence everything and that and then you see the Jim Carrey version of the movie and it's all happy days and things yeah. and then they turn into a cartoon yes, that transcended yes, yep. into the happy days and things but when i read the comics i was 
taken back like it was sort of that ninja turtle-esque yep. very dark very serious except they had the whole you know sex and violence and stuff which was quite uh, eye-opening because i never thought that they'd go it was that dark yeah. mm. but jim carrey just put his own spin on it for the for the fantastic film yes. not having a go at that but uh yeah it was just very surprising so. it's just interesting how things are reinterpreted exactly and pitched at a very different audience mm. rambo may well be one of the first examples of that hmm all right. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so the line didn't run very long. As we said, it, it ran of um, two waves um, featuring figures, vehicles, and a playset. And wave one featured a standard version Rambo, a firepower Rambo, a Colonel Trotman, Turbo KAT, White Dragon, Black Dragon, General Warhawk, Sergeant Havoc, Gripper, Mad Dog, and Nomad. All the wrestlers' names you can think of. Yeah, they they sound like pretty tough guys. You know, General Warhawk. (laughs) Sounds sounds like G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. They do. And it's funny because I I had this conversation with with my mum about six months ago, as as I often do, reminisce about toys and what was the thinking that went into this line and pitching it to Rambo, an R-rated franchise to children that no parent would let their children see and... Bub called it out. G.I. Joe. Yeah. The success yeah. of G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Why wouldn't you take it and, Literally take and, it and see up, if you yeah. do the same thing with Rambo? Yeah. yeah. Who have you got as your sergeant? I've got Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> I've, got, I've got Sergeant Havoc. Oh, gee, we're in for it, aren't we, Bob? Jeez. So, T-Day, T, um, in Series 2, we had T.D. Jackson, Chief Whip Attack, Warhawk, Snakebite, Dr. Hyde, and lastly, X-Ray, who was only released in Argentina. Vehicles and accessories included the Tri-Tracker Heat-Seeking Missile Launcher, Defender 6x6 Assault Vehicle, Skyfire Assault Vehicle, Skyfire Assault Copter, Skywolf Assault Jet, and the SAVAGE, or Savage Strike Cycle, and the SAV. The AGE Strike Headquarters playset, which apparently, according to the Action Figure Archive website, is a massive playset hmm. with lots of accessories. So, can I just jump in? Is this do. is this the real reason why Jetfire was called Jetfire in Transformers? Because Skyfire was already take the name was taken. What this, this? is this is eighty six. Eighty six. Okay, yeah, so, so probably not. not. Probably not. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, oh, you know, interesting. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. Should look what, that up one day. Darren, quick, quick quiz question. We don't have a quiz scheduled for this episode, but what does Savage stand for? It's an acronym. So. That's the thing I don't know. I was actually looking looking that up. I so don't Savage know. I is, I don't, is good. I'm assuming it's the bad guys. Ironically, right? I never caught the cartoon. <laughs> it sounds like the bad guys. Yeah, but, it does. Yeah. It, it does. It has that whole venom. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think across the course of this episode and come up with come up with your own acronym for what <laughs> Savage us. could be. Right in. Yep. yep. Yeah. Right. I was just gonna say some of our listeners in Toy Power Podcast Land probably know the answer to that and, and could. Enlighten us, you know. We'd love, love to, to hear from you, and we'd be more than happy to give you a shout out on a future episode. People are yelling the answer right now, but they're mm. still yelling it because it would have to be an extremely long acronym. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got, Darren? So we don't have a lot, lot else. Uh, what we do know is that there was some stuff that is pretty obscure in this line. So we've got the Swamp Dog and the S A V A G E or Savage Storm Bomber which were both released in Argentina only. 
and we have a unreleased muscle power Rambo, but a sample is known to exist that, that okay. has been seen. So there's quite a bit of obscurities and, and that, like there are with most lines, and like there are with a lot of lines of the era, there's quite a bit that's, I guess, public knowledge about those. So it's a fun little line that really didn't last too long at all, but it sort of had a had an impact in that people remember it really well. It seems to go for, you know, what I'd call good money on eBay, having, having had a look at it. You know, it's not earth-shatteringly unobtainable, but certainly good money is. You would have a good return if you bought it as, as an investment back in the 80s. But I guess it's got that iconic status too because the films are so well-known and, mm. and Stallone made a career through them, so it has that, that iconic status that, that elevates it. So while obviously Rambo himself was would be the the key figure to get, was there a like an arch villain that or any other characters that come from the movies, or this is purely from that the, that animated line, animated series? The one that I recognise because I saw saw the movies only for the first time a few years ago, I guess. Um, so when I when I say I guess, you know, I didn't watch them when when they came out. I was too young. And I guess when I was old enough, they felt like old movies. Mm. So I've only sort of really gone and, and I guess, discovered them a few years ago, gone out and sought them out. So the one that was, was the Colonel Trotman, he, he looks like he's just walked right off the film. You know? right. It's a very movie-accurate looking looking depiction. He's the one that sort of sprang out to me, like, I remember you, you know, in the films. Nice. I've got, um, I've been collecting the cops line mm. and this is a line of they're, they're big figures they're sort of in that six inch scale so maybe very similar maybe a little bit smaller than rambo figures the vehicles are really interesting in this line i've got a couple of them and because it's a bigger figure and you're trying to put out a vehicle at a you know a size and price point that matches some of the vehicles are, are really quite small and look a bit silly like mm. you know here's this police car that just fits one person so it's like he's driving this <laughs> tiny little electric vehicle or something yep. being that these vehicles do fit in with a six and a half inch scale how do the vehicles proportion you know like we know the gi joe line man they did their vehicles well you know mm. we know about the size and the scale of some of the vehicles in that line how did these look how did these kind of work they look pretty good i mean obviously i'm just going by photos and a lot of box art because a lot of the pictures are, are boxed but they look pretty good and the packaging looked look really cool. It sort of, I guess, was quite eye-popping in, in some of its design. But, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of it. I'll be brutally honest. I don't actually remember the vehicles in retail. I may have saw them. I don't remember the line having having a big presence in, in South Australian retail. I remember seeing it a number of times at Woolworths Variety in what could have almost been an exclusive. Yeah. Back then, there were a lot of exclusive lines. I can remember the Karate Kid uh, line from Remco being Adventure. And back then, you really you saw different things at different retailers, and that may well play into why we don't see so much released here now. There's a there's a much much greater concentration of retailers and far fewer players on the scene. So yeah, if yeah. you're talking about you know someone like a Woolworths Variety or Adventure carrying something as a chain. That nobody else touches, yeah. mm-hmm. and and yeah, you start producing were lo- those from from the retail presence. Then I guess you've got less product as well. Yeah, there would have been a lot of that back in the day. 
where certain chains would have picked this stuff up that no one else would have. And in today's market, we've only got, you know, a few big players. Yeah, that's it. You just get a lot of homogenous stuff. Coleco is an interesting one. It's... um. I've been looking a lot recently at Starcom and Starcom started out as a Coleco yep. line. Yes. It was later taken on and, and rebranded. I think outside of the US, this is something quite interesting, but it was um, taken on and rebadged by Mattel later on in the line. But Coleco, I mean, that, that Starcom line is a quality mm. line. I mean, the action features, the play features are beautiful. I'm getting a sense that, you know, that would be a similar, same era, 1986, same sort of era as Starcom. So I would have expected there to be some really cool quality in those playsets, in those action features. But I don't know about you guys. I've never seen these figures at a sort of secondhand stall no. or in a, at a market. They're just something in Australia. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we didn't have a lot of them. Maybe they were just in um, in Woolworths variety. In Woolworths but- variety, it's like they were even in the 1980s. Those those Woolworths and Coles variety stores were very much a dying breed. Yep. And ironically enough, the Randall Moore Woolworths variety store was the very last Woolworths variety store in the nation to close. So there's that whole historical significance. But yeah, we're talking about if that wasn't, and it is speculation. We we don't have you know any any hard data from that. But if if that was an exclusive, or even if they were one of only a handful of players, then there's not going to be much product out there because they were already. They were already reduced. They were things that the odd country town had one. A capital city might have one. The suburbs had none. They had big W's instead and and Targets, Kmart's, Ventures, that sort of thing. Your Woolworths and your Coles varieties were, were something that the CBD might have and some of your smaller country towns. Does the cartoon hold up? Can anyone speak to that? I haven't seen it. Yeah, the, I've seen. I can picture the animation. I can yeah. picture a shot of John Rambo sort of tying the bandana yeah. and looking ripped. And and for me, that sequence looks quite good. But a lot of the animation of that era did look good. And then you'd actually watch an episode and you go, "Ooh, oh, the story it reminds, is." It reminds not me so of sort good. of nineties X Men as far as the animation style. Yes, yeah. what yeah. I remember. Yeah. I don't can't speak to the writing and no. The, no. Yeah, no, I've never seen an episode. Well, I've seen yeah. the intro and that's yeah. a baddie. It's it's a tough one and. I didn't watch a lot of G.I. Joe, but you hear stories of G.I. Joe retrospectives. You're doing a story about an army mm. where no one can get killed, yep. essentially. So that's that's, that's that's the, <laughs> you know, it's taking a concept and then how do you make that G-rated? So I, I, it's a challenging one for the writers. I mm. see what they're trying to do. But can you really tell a true story with those sort of limitations? Yeah, it's it's a, tricky. It's the kind of thing that I reckon would be a fun bonus feature on a, on a Blu-ray release of the films. Just... So you can sort of see the, you know, the hardcore R-rated adult action blockbusters, and then you could sort of compare it and contrast with it. Remember when we took Rambo and, and tried to market it to kids, <laughs> much like RoboCop and things. Um, much like RoboCop, Toxic, yeah. um, Toxic Avenger being um, adapted into Toxic Crusaders, and and even as as Trent pointed out, the Eastman led Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being taken into the into the Fred Wolf mold. If I was in a, at a toy show and I saw John Rambo, I'd be like, yep, that's Rambo, you know, from the uh, yeah. that line. If I saw any of the other characters, even the vehicles, unless it had a big Rambo yeah. sticker yeah, on agreed. it, no idea. How would we identify exactly. it? Good point. And maybe that's why I haven't seen them because Probably. I just haven't recognised yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Does anyone have any savage things? I've been racking my brain. Mm. Or is that later in the episode? I've got one. Go, Frank. So I sort of went with, well, when I looked at I sort of thought they were artists. 
right? So yep. I've gone, supremely awesome vandals are gritty edged. Oh, <laughs> wow. dude. Nice. Bad. Respect, man. Way better than mine. Superior agents, villainous, and gruesome envies. That actually oh, sounds, nice. more, that yep. sounds more likely, though. Envious, so, yeah. <laughs> Sadistic adult vigilantes. <laughs> Assembled gigantic. Oi, oi, careful with the next. <laughs> it's a G-rated show. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it was a G-rated show. Yeah, we've gone the we've gone the reverse of Rambo. We've gone from G to R. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's always fun, isn't it? Coming up with your acronym to, to sell an evil organisation. Yeah, um, well, Darren, anything it. from you? You're the one. You're the research master. Stallone aggressor. <laughs> Dude, nice. Ooh, I like Stallone, it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Go on, Stallone. Vicious. Gangsters. There's an A in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small G and then a big A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap that. Unless anyone's got any further comments, we will wrap our vintage toy line retrospective on Rambo. Did you know there was a Rambo toy line? Did you know there was a cartoon? Shout out if you've got any comments or any knowledge or any love. For the Coleco Rambo line, and huge shout out to the Action Figure Archive website. If anyone wants to have a look at what some of some of these things look like, they've got some pictures of some loose stuff and some yep. some boxed yeah, and miton card stuff, and it's definitely well worth a look. Yeah, yeah. great site. Yeah, I'll be checking it out because I can't I can't picture them. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely we'll be checking that out. All right, we had a request from Keith Nullawalla. Uh, a couple of weeks ago so we thought we might shout those questions out and um, for those of you that listen regularly to toy power we might have touched on one of these in the past but great to to go through it again i think these are really interesting questions to go around so we'll start off and maybe we'll start with darren we'll shoot around the room and um, question one uh what are the top pieces that are always missing when you buy a loose version of something so what what do you always what's that really hard to find item? Extremely difficult to pick just one. I've tried to limit it to different to um, different lines where possible. So I think I've we're allowed three. You're allowed, You're allowed three, three. three per thing. Yeah. yeah. So I've got the A stack grenades from oh, the vintage turn. Good call. I still to this day only have three out yeah. of four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Orko's magic trick from yep. Vintage Masters Universe. I don't think I've ever seen one in real life. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I had most of it from childhood. And Darren. The one that I lost at the Wayville Toy Fair a few years ago. Just the one. I was yeah. going to say, Darren's got like, you know, a Scrooge McDuck money vault filled with them and he just sort of dives <laughs> and swims around, yeah. around them. Ah, Orco trick. <laughs> That's right. I just throw them around. Yep. Here you go. Yep. Confetti. Go, go buy yourself a donut. <laughs> and I've got Penguin's Overcoat from Batman Returns from Kenner. Cool. Did he come with an overcoat, Batman Returns? The, you know, the coat, the furry coat that yeah. you and I used to talk about that all the time. Batman the Animated Series? Yeah, the Kenner oh. one. Okay. Yeah, because you said Batman Returns. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> Batman Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, I know that one well. Yeah. Okay, I, I put this on a personal note. This is something I'm always looking for uh, in my quest to complete toys. So for me, uh, Supernatural's Lionheart faceplate. Mm. Like in all the uh, Supernatural toys that I find, I can never find the damn uh, faceplate. Even if the figure's missing the chest piece and things, I've had multiple Lionhearts in, through my um, possession and all of them have been missing the faceplate. 
superpowers Mr. Freeze helmet accessory. After this uh, tr- uh, podcasting, Trent will be missing his because <laughs> mine will finally be complete. You've got to find it yeah. first. It's not in there. <laughs> I'll use one of uh, Darren's lucky magic uh, disc All tricks. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, uh, the green padlock from Dragon Blaster Skeletor. Yeah. Um, that is, in, you know, getting harder and harder to find these days and demands big bucks yep. uh, in their secondary market. It's vacuum fodder. Like, yeah. it yeah, literally is definitely. just uh, just that. So, mm. Mm. Well, in my case, sticking with the Masters theme, the um, vintage Snake Mountain battery cover, because, of course, it's a piece that's designed to come off, right? So you yep. can change the batteries and speak into the thing. I actually, I've got two Snake Mountains, one of which I'm looking to move on, and one has it and one doesn't. Uh, also, on the sort of 3D printing side of things, I've seen Pete, that's a pretty popular piece that people, you know, reprint because it's essentially just a large slab of yeah. plastic and with the right sizing it goes on really well visionaries we, we don't speak about this line a lot on the show but they're one that um i've sort of started to look at and consider getting into but Ooh. yeah so they, they Ooh, I like it they're a bit like the hologram stuff so they've got a hologram on their chest and their thing is they come with a staff that also has a, a hologram sort of motif on it you will find the figures quite commonly. They also come with helmets and usually a little weapon. Ironically, you can find the weapons easy enough, but the staffs, I don't know if kids use them as spears or they got you know stuck in the ground like a flag. The, the actual staffs are quite hard to quite hard to come across. I, I imagine, Great line, by the way, Frank. Mm. Yeah, I imagine they're very thin, so I just yes. think they would have broken and, the, and then just thrown out. Like, yeah. you know, that because the staff... Compared to the figure from what pictures I've seen, it looks quite long. Full length, yeah. Uh, so I, I imagine that would have just snapped and then be like, oh, bin, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. And the third one I'll shout out is the uh, G1 Omega Supreme. The He has, because he's a parts former basically, to clip his legs together. There's these little yellow clips that uh-huh. sort of go on the back, what would be the back of his thigh. And there's two on each uh, leg. And to find one with all four is almost impossible yep. and they will set you back quite a lot of money for considering their size they're you know no more than a couple of centimeters long yeah very good calls these are great all right i have a story to tell with this first one but it is from masters of the universe and it's Sauron's blaster mm-hmm. when i first met darren back in the day he may or may not recall this story he probably does he's got a pretty good memory <laughs> to remember all those toy related stories but uh, we were talking about master of the universe and darren was doing very well with the line and only had a few sort of in, in the core line, a few parts to, to get. And he said, one thing that I've never been able to find is Sir Rod's blaster. And I said, well, I've got, I've got that blaster. You can have mine. Uh, you're more than welcome. Cause you know, you got such a complete collection. So I handed him my blaster, happy for him to have it and put it towards a good collection. To this day, I have never seen another one. <laughs> you're making me- <laughs> really? yeah. I've got one. Yeah. I've got mine by yeah. original. But I've never seen one kit. for sale yeah, to right. buy. I've got, I've got one mint, mint on card because I've got a mint on card, Sarod, but I've never found another loose yeah, one. So I hope you appreciate that blaster every time you look <laughs> at it, Darren. I absolutely do. I, I actually feel quite guilty because I know you've never found it. <laughs> it wasn't the only thing you gave me that day. I don't know if you remember, but you gave me the Nunchucks to Ninja, which is another piece. Yeah, that something I else I've never been able to find. They are super hard. Yeah, yeah, so... 
there's not not a day goes by when I look at that function <laughs> that I'm not eternally grateful uh, for that. And I'm say that sincerely because yeah. they are brutal. <laughs> no, that is good. They they those two are good call outs. They are very hard to find. The other one I had was the Starcom, something I've been getting into recently, and those little visors. And um, I remember having them as a kid and they got lost really easily. Had had the kids playing with them and, and was really conscious of yeah, because I've got probably 30% of my Starcom figures have the visor, mm-hmm. maybe 25 to 30%. And then when they finished playing with them, I went around and picked up all the visors that had come off and popped them back on. They're pretty easy to pop back on. But any any accessory from Starcom yeah. is tiny. Um, the guns are you know a couple of millimeters long, some of the handguns, mm-hmm. the pistols. So they get lost really, really easily. Um, and the other one that I don't have any from my childhood and I had plenty to start with, are the Ninja Stars from Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Now, maybe that's a thing that I didn't really care about them that much. There was nowhere really to put them and they just got lost and now I'm not hunting down Ninja Stars. I don't want them, but it was definitely something they just got vacuumed up, I reckon, in my collection. So that's what the weapons rack is for, mate. You stick them on there and you don't lose them. Yes, very true. They've got the little... The little stubs that go through the middle, yeah. Yeah, I I never worked that out as a child. So (laughs) (laughs) I think, to be honest... I think I pulled those weapons off the racks and then threw the rack away. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was like a, <laughs> yeah, a plug. To you hold know. Them on. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, I did want to shout out um, the the guest Keith had a few in his example, and they're just worth maybe calling yes. out that, that Keith had. And because we didn't use these maybe because they were in the example, but he called out the Grayskull Blaster, which is one that we probably talk about quite a lot on the mm-hmm. podcast. The other one is the red clips that go on the back of... Uh, Terra Claws, Skeletor, yeah, and Flying Fists. Yeah, and, and just on and that, they're different. They are different. different. I found yes. that out yes. only only a couple of years ago. Yep. And since then, I have never looked at mine because I don't want yep. to be that guy <laughs> that realizes, oh no, I've got all Skeletor ones yep. yeah. and no He Man. I just don't want to know because I have. I think I've got five in total of the of the two variants, yep. and I think I've got four red clips in yep. total. One time I opened up my um, battle bones, like the mouth, and I saw a red clip in there. I'm like, oh, my oh. God. Thank you, Ben, from years ago for putting that in there <laughs> yes. just as a spare thing because when I'm yeah, – anyway. Nice. Um, that I have – to that day, when that, when that day I found out they were different, I yep. have never no. looked at because I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I reckon – I will – OCD will kill yeah. me. Yeah. One of mine – doesn't fit that snugly, and I reckon it's the wrong one. <laughs> in there, <laughs> I remember it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. I was, I was I'm cl- very, cleaning very up. F- Sorry, you go first, Frank. Yeah, uh, I was cleaning up my toy room, and it was just in this random down the bottom of this random box that just had crap in it, basically. And I pulled it out, going, I'm pretty sure this is a, that that famed red clip. And yeah. I shot the picture around to these guys, and they're like, "Yep, that's exactly what it is." And I'm like, "It was honestly in a box that yep. you would have looked at it and gone, oh, that box is going in the bin.'" Yeah, right. right. And it's just that's how innocuous it looks. It doesn't. It's not a thing you look at no. and you go, "It's part of a toy." No. It just looks like nothing, really. Yeah. I'm very, very fortunate. I have both of them from childhood. Still, probably, probably didn't until maybe the last five or 10 years really appreciated how fortunate because you don't realize how rare something is when you've always had it kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those um, things you're just not seeking out. Yeah. But I've heard it so many times from other people and I've noticed it, become conscious of it when we've yeah. seen those things out that, yeah, you can't help but notice they're almost never there. No, they're not. Mm. Yeah, very hard. Very good. All right, second question from Keith was the top figures 
that are hard to find unbroken. So rather than missing parts, the figures actually have sort of susceptible parts to them that are susceptible to damage. So Darren, what did you think on, on these, the ones that are regularly found broken? So the first one I've got is probably a, could be a crossover. It could apply to either the question we just had or this one. I've got Junkyard's tongues frequently missing, and that yep. ultimately um, hinders the action features playability. Yeah, I think that's, so, a structural, to- that's a structural toxic, thing. Toxic Crusaders? Yeah. 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 That's structural because the rubber has... Dis- yeah. Disintegrated. Yeah. 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 But yeah. you can. I mean, I had one without the um, the tongue, so yeah. I just had his mouth closed. And then when I finally upgraded with the tongue, I now proudly have him uh, with yeah. his mouth yeah. open. Yeah, nice. and I got that. I got yes. Ben's sort of non tongue version. And for me, that was that was a happy placeholder yeah. to have there. You can have yeah, it with the closed definitely. mouth, and it's it's a still a nice looking figure. Oh, it's a so, brilliant looking but, figure. That whole line is yeah. just mm-hmm. you know a list stuff. The other one that I find frequently is bothersome is both the battle armor he-man and the battle armor skeletor it's really tough to find an example where both the armors work and the joints are tight often if you find the armors working the joints are at the point where the figures struggle to stand yeah it's a trade-off every now and then if you're really lucky and it feels like you've won lotto you'll find one of them that is both tight joints and the arm still works but it is Shot in the dark, and it's becoming rarer and rarer to yeah, find those. My bad luck. So I had to, I had to give a huge shout out to both of them, yeah. as as um, and I'm going to cheat and say that's my two and three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. My bad luck, He Man is one of the few He Man figures where the legs are just glued because yep. at some point in my childhood it just the rubber went. Yeah, uh, and even his I think it's his left arm. It looks good if you're standing there, but if you touch it, his arm's just likely to fall off. I think it's just like some yeah. of those figures, like your spike yeah. was like your mosquitoes. You know, the extra weight has, yeah, has something. really hurt the legs over mm. time. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, I had Generation 1 Blaster, his tape deck. Like, I, oh, yeah. I know there's people that can fix it. I know there's uh, a mate in uh, Sydney was trying to give me a tutorial how to fix it. I, to this day, still have a little tiny bit of folded up pla- uh, paper stuck in, wedged in between his tape deck so it doesn't always spring open. Yeah. Um, and, to, and to that point as well, Soundwave uh, yeah, always just bounces open and um, it's tough to find one that will open and close um, with the push of the button. Um, moving on, vintage movie turtles, their headbands. So the rubber turtles, their headbands are always snapped off yes. on, on, mm. on top of their heads. I've got, um, unfortunately, Leonardo, is, oh. is, his headband is the one that's broken off. Fortunately, it did come with the broken headband piece, so a bit of blue tack comes and saves the day on that one. Nice. Uh, but, um, yeah, that is often the case for those uh, movie-esque turtles. And sectors, my my beloved sectors, the wings on any of them, both mm. the little sidekick insects plus the big ride on creatures, they are always broken, like always cut off. The wings disintegrate once you put a, take them in and out of the um, bigger uh, creatures. They just they just there's no way to keep them in there. They just yep. you know yeah. Um, and shout out as well fourth uh, one Hordax Bat Shield. Yes. That little clip yeah. uh, rubbing it, ro- uh, rotating it around his um wrist. Uh, that that thing doesn't have much yep. uh you know teeth to hold on to and uh, snaps off over time. Yeah, my my Hordak's one of those for years. Uh, like mine's broken, and it wasn't until years later I because I, I remember looking at it going, how does this work? Like. 
but it's broken that cleanly that I didn't realize yes. it was broken. Yep. And yep. then I got, oh, that's that's why he can't hold it because mm. it's actually broken. Yep. All right, so mine are going back to G1 as well. The uh, the classic Seekers, your Starscream, Thundercracker, uh, Skywarp, the long-tipped missiles that they had. Good luck trying to find them unbroken. I think out of my childhood I had one survive where it's the long-tip rather than just a short little stubby missile. It's actually got, I think they call it the null ray or something, and those are nearly always broken, very hard to find. Uh, one that I actually had to me, which uh, Trent can probably vouch for a little bit, is Switchblade from Mask. Yep. In when the wings fold back and it goes into helicopter mode, yep. there's these tiny little plastic tabs that hook over okay. the, 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 the the tiniest little bit on the tip of the wings. Yep. And if that little tab breaks, the wing will just never stay back. That's I right. think the one I end up selling to Trent had a bit of blue tack there in an attempt to hold it back. Yep. It's in plane mode. In Exactly <laughs> right. In plane mode, you'd never know the difference. Yeah. And the... Look, for the most part, that mask stuff is really well constructed, yep. but that's one where it just... it's It's a weakness. One thing you yeah. can actually do that I found interesting was you can remove the wings. Um, they actually sort of pop out quite naturally. Okay. So if you have those broken clips and you want to put it in helicopter mode, yeah. pop the wings off and it looks good as gold. Ah, yeah. So it's a little, a little yeah, hack, yeah. but... Yep. Yeah, do it. Th- those clips are notoriously thin and they do snap very easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to Transformers for a second, Mirage from G1, absolutely famous for the the waist of the figure, just snapping clean in half. Part of his transformation sequence is you turn the top half and bottom half sort of 180 degrees, so the chest comes around to what would be the front of the figure. And I remember watching a, a YouTube video one day where this guy's like, oh, we're going to review Mirage. And he's just like spun the waist just really casually. And my heart skipped a beat because I've seen it. You know, I've seen it happen. And, you know, part of the reason Mirage, apart from being G1, goes for a decent amount of money is because he's not broken, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a pretty common one. And a quick shout out to a fourth one, which is more of a structural thing. Uh, from 2004, actually, the Ninja Turtles uh, Dark Assassin, which is essentially a, a rubberized figure. Mine has been shelf kept, right? Like I don't, I don't smash these figures into each other like we talked about last week with wrestling figures. This figure has sat on my shelf the entire time. His arm is being held on just by the slightest bit of plastic because now that that thing's been exposed to air, the plastic is literally just disintegrating. It's just really soft plastic, and he's got like suction cups, so he's designed to sort of climb up the wall. But it just is literally falling apart. Mm, I've got a one of those figures still in the box, and I'm almost loath to look at it to see if it's actually disintegrating you in might, the box. Yeah, because he's got like a long sort of <clears throat> excuse me, like a long tail thing off of his head, yeah. like a really long ponytail, and that's really quite thin. Right. You'll probably find the tip of that's probably gone. But yeah. The arms will be okay. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yes, not good news there for Ninja Turtles fans. I had the Fright Features Egon. Yeah. Um, this is one classic. of those, yeah, these versions of the, the Ghostbusters that you'd squeeze the legs together and things would happen. They'd look like they're scared. Um, Egon's tie would sort of pop up and it's a very thin blue sort tiny. of tiny, yeah, tiny tie. And I don't think I've ever seen one intact when I've been going through boxes. It's always broken without fail. Yep. And I reckon. I have this memory of holding one that was broken and I'm like, man, I always see this thing broken. And the guy that was selling it's like, yeah, that's a good one. That's one that's not broken. I'm like, but this is broken. Like, <laughs> this is not what it's meant to look like. It's meant to have a tie actually on there. Um, so that, that's always, I always found that amusing. Um, the other one 
was the hand puppet oh, for the Fright Zone. Makes yeah. me sad. Yeah, it is, it is, and it's one of those things that you you don't you never put your hand in that, right? No. And I've been literally watching mine disintegrate yeah, it, over the years that I've had mine, and it's it's pains because it's got cracks in it yeah. and everything. And yeah, I've got uh, after this, I've got another story about something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and the last one I just did want to call out, it's a bit of a general comment, is from Dino Riders. Mm-hmm. A lot of that armor is very thin, very brittle. brittle yeah. um, I had a um, Monoclonius, and it's just one of the basic small dinosaurs, one of the Rulon dinosaurs, and just had the armor, and then just I was just displaying it, and one of the, pe- the corners of it just chipped off. So I'm not even I'm not even playing with yeah. this, and now maybe look that's it's old and it's sort of oxidized or whatever happens to plastic. But yeah, a lot of my Dino Riders collection has some glue work done, some super glue. My T Rex isn't perfect; it's had some breakages. My Triceratops has had some breakages. So there's there's a fair bit of super yeah. glue in my loose Dino Riders <laughs> collection. So that is one. And um, speaking of spring loaded action features, it's really interesting. I've got a couple of just thinking of it as you mentioned Blaster. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I've got a couple of. In fact, I've got two mint on card Inspector Gadgets and Inspector Gadget, the grey trench coat version by Tiger Toys had this feature that you'd press a button on his back, his hat would pop open and a little red kind of stick would pop out and you could attach a hand to it and various things, you know, like the mallet and you could attach that to that. Both my mint on card, mint on card ones, the, the top of the hat has been forced open and the, the, the hat's popping up inside the, uh, the bubble the and the little red pole is sticking out <laughs> and it just bugs me that I've got two of them and they're both like that. It's oh, just nice. it's just one of those things because yeah. you can't push it back in, in the in the box and clip it in. I don't know if the whole mechanism's gone or, yeah. or what, but that is that is problematic where the spring loading mechanism basically yeah. 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 I've I've got a, a shout out to um Shockwave, G one Shockwave. Yep. He's got a That's orange uh, sorry not an orange. He's got a rubber cable that connects yes. from his arm to his back. Yes. Mm-hmm. I bought, when I bought mine loose from Dan um McCart- McCartney? McCarthy 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 yeah. It was dead mint, like yep. right. be- such beautiful condition. And then I'm rearranging my toys oh, one day, you know, a couple of, a year or so ago, and it has a million yep. cracks in it, like yep. like just oh. just that 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 type of rubber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Same. the Australian heat, I suppose you know because my toy room gets pretty warm, it's 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 not going to last very much exactly. longer. I've... And I have not. It's not as if no. I've been transforming yeah. him, you know, yeah. every day. <laughs> he has literally just sat on my shelf doing nothing, yeah. and um, yeah, just that verge of time, yeah. just existing. Yep. yep. There yeah. was uh, just one. Just being awesome. Yeah. Just being yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just existing in the warmth. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't call it out, but because it's not, I've only ever seen it once, and it's not probably a, something that happens that often that I, I, people know about it. So I didn't call it out. But Lord of the Rings, the Toy Biz line, they did a cave troll. And oh, I know it, this one. Yeah, it had it, it's got like a latex face, and it's really clever. Like the engineering is brilliant on this figure. It came in an open box, not a window box. And it had two levers on the back which you could access. And I think one one was sealed shut, but the other one you could pull. So when you pull one, it's meant to jab, like the famous Frodo jab sequence, and you put a big pike in its hand and it jabs. But the other one, you press it and its face contorts, like its mouth opens and it roars, like it's got a sound feature. And um, it's made of this latex and it's beautiful. It really contorts like a rubber mask. And I must have had it sitting around for a couple of years. And one day I'm like, you know, oh, I love this. I loved when I got this, I was playing with it all the time. 
and I pulled the lever and I just watched the face <laughs> crack and crumble apart. And like you could see as it ripped, like all the just basic plastic underneath. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't take it back. And it was just... It's that whole moment of just yeah. watching this thing yeah. just decay in yeah, front of you, eyes, and yeah. it's so it's and that's not even really a vintage. That's early two thousands. Yeah. So yeah. like to see it on something vintage. <laughs> what, what they try, you know, in a segue to that, they tried that in the eighties with the infaceable yes. toys. Yeah. So you had to, such a clever yeah, idea. Yeah, you right? had like yeah. a Egyptian sort of mummy character, and he'd have a. I, I'm I'm just pulling this out of the air from my memory of looking at the toys, but he'd have like a humanized face, and you'd push a lever or something on his back. And it'd push a skeleton face forward yes. into the oh. into, into the, the into latex, the latex yep. part, yep. and those figures lasted about five years, I reckon, <laughs> until the latex until yep. that push mechanism ripped through the face because because <laughs> that plastic had to be so thin yes. in order to get the shape the, to get yep. the shape yeah. of the underneath face through yep. those things do not last, and unfortunately, no. if you can find one in good condition, uh, you'll pay. Uh, exorbitant amount for it yeah, because right. um, obviously that kid didn't play with it. <laughs> <laughs> Never used. <laughs> How could you not? Exactly. Like, it's, exactly. Feature, it's, it? it's the whole yeah. premise of the line. Yeah. 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 All right. The third question we had from Keith was around... Uh, sorry, what oh, did... What did uh, Snake Mountain. Yeah, what oh, did yeah. Keith have? Keith had his... Uh, I don't think he had no, examples. He didn't. No, no, not for that sorry, one. No, my bad. No, no all good. But um, yeah, his third question was around discoloration. This is a great question. So... What what are the the figures one What are the figures that are susceptible to you know going yellow or discoloring or wearing or something? Uh, Can a stormtrooper? I yes, think is the example. most, is, most is, is the most famous. Yes, it'll the kind most of iconic. It'll, it's a white figure and it will mm-hmm. yellow. It'll turn like a yellow color, and that's when UV hits yep. that white plastic. That's yep. a chemical reaction that happens and that causes yellowing, similar to with like bubbles. When yep. you see the yellowed Flame bubbles, shells, they've yeah. been often subject to, to UV light. Um, but the other part of this, I don't know if you've had any thoughts, but w- what are the common counterfeits or tricks that maybe sellers might use to try and hide it or cover up that kind of discoloration? So mm. go with your, maybe we'll go around the room with your top three and then we'll talk. Is there, you know, some oh, trick yep. photography yeah. that people do to yep. try and hide it? So Darren, what, is, what are some things that have discolored in your world? So I guess one that I noticed quite a bit, it's not unavoidable, you, you can find examples that, that are okay, is the um, Vintage Master Universe King Randall, the um, the wristbands, and that can go from that, that sort of goldy, bronzy-looking colour to a um, either a much more muted colour or, or even turn green. There's some other Master Universe figures from that era that have, have similar problems if they're in that colour. The other one that I've noticed a bit in recent years, never used to notice it, but again, it's that whole whiteness, I guess, is Raph the Space Cadet from the Teenage yep. Ninja Turtles. Sometimes he turns up, particularly at markets, yep. in a in a yellowing sunlight kind of... You mean the helmet or there's the, the, the actual suit? The, the actual suit. suit. Yeah. I've okay. seen the actual suit. Is that the NASA ones or yeah, is that the... the Apollo no, that's the, um, that's Apollo the earlier suit. one, pre, pre-NASA. pre But so. that's a chrome suit, isn't it? No, it's, it's like a, a, yeah. a, a grey suit. It's a whitey grey. Okay. It's yeah. not a very dark grey, but yeah. Because yeah. the ones you're thinking of, Ben, are they Apollo... Yeah, because they're Apollo 11 or something. Yeah, and they are white, white. Yeah, okay. And they go yellow, do they? Yeah, this okay. one one does, and, okay. and the helmet as well can um, look quite discoloured as well. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Right. 
And the last one I've got, which is a big one, um, costs a lot of money quite often to get one that hasn't gone this way, is the Vintage Superpower Cyborg. Yeah. He can, yeah, just because of the chrome. Yeah. You know, much like anything, I guess, with vac metal or chrome or, or anything, it's just, you know, time and playability is not kind to it. Mm, for mm. sure. Um, I had uh, the f- most famous Transformer for the whiteness, uh, G1 Jetfire. Ooh, uh, yeah. He yellows oh, over time, yeah. uh, the uh, Robotech-style-looking Transformer. Yeah. Um, your holograms on Battle Beasts and Supernaturals and even your um, visionaries, visionaries mm. you, you touch that with a drop of water or you even um, let it look at water and it, <laughs> it, it, it all around the, around the edging just, yeah. it just goes uh, like an oil color. It just, it just yeah. disintegrates and uh, tarnishes yeah. and you'll never, you'll never see the hologram properly again in that tarnished area. Uh, I've uh, searched near and far to f- get my supernaturals looking good, yep. and even then they've got the the border of um, yep. you know that that mm. discoloration. Are you saying even moisture in the air is enough Potentially. to get the border? Wow. I, I'm, so, I'm sure yep. it, you know on a really cold day yes. uh, that yeah. you know if you don't have the right temperature in yep. your room. Uh, for sure, like that, and over time, you know, you times yes. that by um, thirty years of uh, you know prolonged exposure. Yep. I'm sure it's it, they lasted alright for the first five years, but um, yeah, over time they're gonna you know go bad. Um, and, and canopies on toys in general. So yeah. I've recently uh, bought a Ertel, uh, uh Batwing from the 1989 uh, Batman film. And the canopy is all smoky and sort of gritty and things, and there's no way you can get a toothbrush or anything in there. And and I started thinking back to I bought my uh, nephew a Tonka, big you know yellow uh, diecast truck. There's no, and and the, the that little canopy in the truck was smoky and discolored mm. and things. And I just uh, I look at some of the things where you just cannot clean. You know, it's it's sealed in yep. there, and just over the time, you know, uh, they just discolor for what I don't know why. I think that might be as well moisture in the air. Yep. Moisture gets uh, trapped in there, yes. and uh, for whatever reason, it just goes uh, a weird color, um, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, it's mm. tragic whenever it happens. Mm. Yeah. All right. So for me, this one, I went all about chrome, and it kind of like uh, Darren sort of said it with the DC Superpower Cyborg, and it's a really good example. And the one the examples that kept coming into my mind just all featured chrome. So I was right. So probably the biggest uh, one of that, looking at Transformers once again, G1 Megatron, trying to find a G1 Megatron that doesn't have some sort of discolorization Definitely. or the chrome sort of chipped off, particularly on a toy that is designed to be, you know, transformed and played with and stuff. That's a big one. Um, looking at Turtles, the chrome runners you get on Shredder's Foot Cruiser. That sort of sit on the side of the vehicle. Mm. They're they're pretty prone. Uh, on mine, one of them actually just continually falls off yep. the vehicle, which yep. is pretty common. But trying to find some of those in in good nick. At least you've got them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. The shout out to Toy Biz Marvel Legends era. Yes. Um, Silver Surfer doesn't look so silver no. anymore these days. He looks all sorts of colors and it looks pretty horrible to be honest uh also back going back to transformers mp05 which is a pretty recent one in comparison 
There's something about the feet on it. Who? Which is MPO? MPO. Sorry, this is Megatron. Right. We're talking yep. about. Yeah. Um, the figure itself is fine, but the actual feet, in order to take the weight of the toy, they're actual metal. Yep. It's like he's basically the front, like the front part of his shoe, is actually metal. And some again, oxidization in the air, and people refer to it as cosmic rust because it goes from a really nice sort of gun metal to looking all sort of splotchy and, okay. and brown and and really rusted. Is essentially what it is. Mm. Uh, also, a quick shout out to Silverhawks. Anything because those toys are all chrome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can I can I just shout one out as well? Um, Mars Universe, uh, the the virus, like um, especially in the <clears throat> later uh, wave characters, like uh, your um, Clamp Champ. I've got two Clamp Champs, yes. and they are horrible. Yeah, uh, it's bizarre though, isn't it? Like mm, it's splotching around their yeah. legs and their arms. The yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's terrible, and I I'm it's frustrating. And now even my King Randor has the tiniest aspects of it growing right. or whatever it is. And uh, I think it's only going to get worse over time. Yeah. So mm. it's a tragedy of a forty-year-old bloodline. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it's they were never intended necessarily to be around that long, <laughs> were they? Um, like Frank went to chrome. I went to white plastic. And interesting how yellows on some bits and not others. I find I find fascinating. The Ecto One is a vehicle uh, yes. that tends tends to go. So if you can find that in good, nice white, pristine condition, you're doing well. The one that I've struggled with, I've got a couple of versions of this and I do have a beautiful example, but it's the stiletto from the mask line. It's from the split seconds and the ones that come apart and form two vehicles. So if you picture a white Lamborghini style of vehicle, um, that one is is notorious for going yellow. Um, so I'm very happy that I've got a nice white example. And Baxter Stockman, my Baxter's often yellow, like the, but the torso yellows at a different rate than the sleeves of the arms. So I've, I've noticed that he tends to go. Um, I wanted to shout one out, which was Extendar. You talked about King Randor, Darren, but and Extendar does a similar thing where the gold paint on his wrists... Um, and his gloves, basically his gauntlets, has gone green. Yeah. And it and it's such a common occurrence that when the four horsemen went to do their extender in the Masters of the Universe Classics line, the first prototype they showed had them painted green. <laughs> so they were obviously going back and going, all right, what does this look like? Yep. Let's get some reference material. Yep, cool, gold green. there, gold there, green there. <laughs> Let's paint it that way. And they actually painted them. Green and fans wow. actually came along and said, "No, no, it wasn't always like this. Yeah. This is a discoloration." Well, there you go. So that that was I always found that one um, quite amusing. Um, shout out! I want to shout two more out, and I'm being a bit cheeky here, but um, Dino Riders again with the plastic, the Triceratops. For funnily enough, has kind of gone this weird yellow color. And um, I was talking to Trent Barrett on uh, on the on Patreon page, and I was saying basically, I've got one. Um, mint in the box it should be fine it hasn't yellowed and and I looked at it and sure enough yep. there it was in a sealed box. one in the box had yellowed and, so and that's got a no, flap it's got so, a flap so, so no UV no, getting yeah, to it exactly yep, so it's crazy yeah. and that one that triceratops in particular seems susceptible there's a few others that have done it and the last one I want to shout out this is again a fascinating example is the movie Masters line by Mattel they did The Dark Knight mm. And I've got a Batman in that line and he's pretty articulated. So he's got like, you know, bicep cuts and thigh cuts. And there's like a couple of components of him that he's, and he's cast in black plastic, which have gone white, but it's, it's not like the whole leg. It's just that, that piece 
has gone white, you know, from the, the hip down, say, to the thigh cut. So it's not like a stress mark? No, nope, it's just the plastic. That wow. piece of plastic's just gone white. And it looks really weird on a... This is a sealed, yeah. minty-in-box figure where parts of it have just gone white. <laughs> it's like so... That, and that one's a really odd one. Like, we talk about the white yellowing. Yep, that happens. Mm. But for a black to go <laughs> white, it's so strange. <laughs> Tribute to, the, to Harvey Dent, the White Knight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and eBay things. How do we? How do we counter it? How do we? How do eBayers try and fool us vintage uh, collectors? Darren, what do you got? What have you seen? What have oh, you I picked? We've seen people with with um, trip photography. We've definitely seen people with photos that are not their own. That are yeah. historical photos that they've yep. taken wow. from somewhere else. And yep. Here's what I've got. Here's my, you know, insert figure name here. And this is what it is. And you're like, yeah, that's the picture from, insert toy company's name yeah. there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well called. Uh, for me, it's like bad photos. Yep. You know, like yep. blurry photos, Definitely. poor lighting, all that jazz, you know, like, uh, oh, cool, that's a G1 Jetfire. It looks pretty cool, but that lighting is so bad. I can't tell if it's pure white or yep. if, if it's um, yellow mm. as, uh, you know, my hair type scenario. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the holograms on Battle Beasts and things, people just cut texture them black, like oh, will color them in, wow. you know, just, to, just and, and from, um, uh, you know, from a visual, you know, uh, passing point, you know, a photo and stuff, you can't tell if that's just a blacked out, you know, square mm. or if it's actually a hologram in itself. Um, that's, yeah, that's probably my, and, and just, you know, poor uh, descriptions and things yep. and just, yep. you know, uh, see photos for reference on on condition. Well, you know, call it out. If something's yeah. broken, yep. you need to tell me that it's broken. I can't necessarily tell that the, the you know, there's a stress mark on the back of his leg if you haven't, you know, I'd shown a photo of that properly. If 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 um, that clamp champ's got virus, you know, coming up a, yeah. uh, up his legs, um, how can I see it when you've only taken a photo from you know shot from sort of his head down? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, so yeah, yeah. For me, it's all about what the some of the legit ones do that the others don't and particularly in the case of like star wars right with a lot of that stuff getting reissued and even as we're about to find out soon with the the redoing the classic kenner things and people will say oh yes this is the vintage original but there's no actual evidence of it and the ones that know what they're doing they take take a a photo photo. of the underneath the foot or wherever the actual date stamp is and they're the ones you go yeah, nice. you're doing it right. The ones who aren't and they, they stress it's vintage, it's original and it's rare with 16 exclamation marks at the end, you yep. just go, no, nah, I'm sorry. Yep. Or it's 100% complete, but the photos don't show the weapons. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're not you, you're not going about this the right way. Yeah. yeah. Or it's as complete as I'm aware. Yeah. yeah. 100% yeah. complete to the best of my knowledge, yeah. Yes. I, I, to be fair, I've been caught out by that because you, you see that 100%, yep, it's got five weapons, but the bugger comes with six, doesn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been caught a few times. One that springs to mind, was, and I, I don't want to blame the seller too much on this, but there was a really, uh, it was a mint inbox mantisaur, and I think, Ben, you've seen this one in my collection and the photo was just a really grainy, dull, dully lit photo, and I'm like, yeah, but it's it's priced well. Mm. I'm just I've got to jump on that quickly before it sells. So I bought it, and when it arrived, it's like it had been in a shop window for about twenty years. Ooh. It was basically black and white because it had faded oh, so much, no. and it was just it was one of those ones that if I'd asked the question, 
or can I have a, a better, okay, clearer yeah. picture? But I was too. I wanted quickly. Got to get this transaction done because it's going to go at that price, yeah. and and that's the reason why it was so so mm. cheap. I had a, a really interesting experience recently. So um, I bought a, a lot of superpowers, vintage Kenner, so nineteen sort of eighty four to nineteen eighty seven superpowers figures, and I, I got it's pretty much a complete collection, and um, with everything within it complete, and it was a it was a beautiful lot, and the guy was very descriptive and and. He goes, basically, there's one accessory missing, and that's Green Arrow's arrow. Golden Pharaoh's staff is broken, but everything else other than that is complete and in, in immaculate condition. I'm a collector. I only sift through the best, and everything else is perfect. And I, I got I did an unboxing live on yes, our Facebook did, page. Which was awesome. Yep. That was yeah. great. I, and I didn't, I, I didn't have time to go through everything. But then I, was, I got the Joker figure, and... I looked at the the mallet. He comes with a mallet. And basically the mallet he can hold in his hand and it's got a very long stick that also the mallet can go on his head and it's got like a joker face and the stick becomes the nose. <laughs> and that was snapped in half. And you could clearly see it was broken. It was snapped. It was only really short. And I was like, oh, that's annoying because that's broken. It wasn't mentioned that it was broken. Luckily, it's the one superpowers figure I have in my collection yeah. with the with the mallet in perfect condition. So I was like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but I genuinely think this guy just totally missed that. Like mm. he's he got everything else spot on and the conditions were perfect. Yet either he's forgotten to describe it, yeah. which is understandable because you can... It's a clear, massive lot. It's a massive lot, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. So and, and so like when you're thinking about, do I complain about this? In the grand scheme of it, he's done a really great job explaining it mm. one one floor i'm not gonna have a problem with it do you think that could have happened in shipping or was it all looked like it was packed no nah, it well? was packed really well yeah. and there was no sign of the the broken piece yeah. no nah, it wasn't in there but but yeah mm. got got most of the way there but yeah in terms of uh, i guess tricks um you know it's buyer beware really isn't it and the reputable ones you know what they're doing and and when you get something you know it's going to be of a of a good quality yep yeah and another thing that I've heard uh, very, you know, cautiously, uh, you know, is people will, um, uh, you, you'll buy something, you know, on Facebook or something like that, and then they'll send you a box. So they've got tracking and things, but it will be like nothing to do with that item that you purchased. So yeah. they've, and and then you'll be like, hey, you know, you haven't sent me. Well, yeah, I've got tracking and things like that. And it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a very dark avenue that people will go down and they'll prove oh yeah i shipped this and this or the run around oh sorry i i meant to ship you this but it's you know i I thought i've shipped you the wrong thing or whatever like that and it becomes a very dark route to uh to you know to to prove that they've deronged you you know so so poorly but then on their side they've like yep i've got proof that i've shipped it and things like that they've just haven't provided the product that they've uh, you you Price, thought you were buying? Yeah. yeah. I'm like curious how that works with Facebook, and I guess eBay has had had been around a lot longer. It's time to establish these rules and these penalties if that sort of thing occurs. Facebook and Marketplace and Gumtree and all these stuff to me that's that's scary territory for, you, for that exact reason, right? The only I guess the only thing with Facebook is that it's a person's name, and yep. you can quite literally name and shame, but. I don't know. To me, that's I feel a lot more inherent risk in something like a, a Facebook or a Gumtree or whatever compared to eBay, where the the systems are in place to really stop these sort of dodgy things yeah. happening. You, you have to always do the shipping. 
you know, uh, goods and services. You never yep. do friends if yep. you don't yeah. know the person because you can never get your money back through PayPal by doing it friends, goods, you know, friends, yep. friends uh, and family, friends and family. Whereas goods and services, if something goes wrong, yep. you can, um, you know, do a uh, a request through PayPal. And look, if you, if the guys, if the person's going to argue on the other end, oh no, 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 goods and uh, friends and family, I don't want to pay the fees. Just chuck on another couple of dollars. You yeah, know, if you're yeah. if you're spending a hundred dollars on something that you really want, yeah. just add on five bucks. Yeah. You know, hey, don't worry, man. I'll, I'll cover, cover the it. I'll cover, cover the fees. Yeah. This is my insurance that you aren't going to screw me over, yeah. so yeah. to speak. Yeah. I, I've never had anyone intentionally, I believe, send me the wrong product. Um, it's happened to me a few times. One was really interesting. I bought an entire um, mint on card series of the Predator, Predator. figures. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was writing to the guy and he's like, yeah, I'm not there right now, but dad's going to ship it out. Yes, dad's dad's yes. going to ship it out. And the box comes and I'm like, cool. And I'm like, wait, this box feels a bit weird. Like, it just doesn't seem right. Open it up and it's full of Warhammer models. <laughs> it's got like a couple of Warhammer books in there. It's got about six Warhammer tanks unbuilt, like a lot in the box. And I'm like, oh man. And I wrote to the guy and I said, look, I took some photos and I said, look, this is what's in there. I'm like, if you're going to send someone the wrong stuff, you wouldn't put in, this obviously had some value. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. My dad sent you the wrong box. Like I've done two sales and he sent your box yeah. to this other guy. And he's like, cool, just, just send it back to me and I'll fix it up. And I'm like, yeah, can you give me a, a prepaid postage slip to to?" I'm not going to pay out of my money. He's like, no, no, just go to the post office, pay for it, and I'll reimburse you. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. I need you to pay for it, and then I'll, I'll ship it. it. And I just flatly refused, and he flatly refused. And so I had to raise a case to say, look, because I'd been stung before. Mm. I'd been stung when I'd sent something back, and then I'd been out of pocket. So I stood my ground. eBay said, no, you're in the right. And then basically when the time on my case elapsed, they found in my favor. And I got a full refund. Yeah, wow. And I felt, and, and even afterwards, the guy contacted me and said, look, I, I just want to sort it out. Like if you, you can work with the guy who got your stuff and work out a deal, the guy never got in contact with me. So I've still got this box of, of Warhammer uh, stuff because I, I can't send it back. No, you know, yeah. I, I'm not paying out of my own money to send it back. Um, but you do with eBay, you do have to be very careful to make sure, you know, you don't get stung yeah. and it does worry you like, you know, obviously they track how much things weigh. So if the weight is different to what you should expect, that's one way to prove maybe you didn't get the right stuff. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully that loophole is sort of closed up and eBay know that unless they come good on that there'll be a lot of you know people that just won't buy through their service. Mm. Mm. E eBay, usually from a buyer's point of view, you're pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. It, from a seller's point of view, so much can go wrong and yeah. you're left out of pocket. If the if the buyer doesn't like your perf you know, your described um, you know, minting box sound wave toy on oh, no, you didn't describe it right, it's got, you know, little creases and things. It's yeah. like, no, nah, that wasn't there beforehand or something. Yeah. Or yeah. you know, and they can raise a case and screw you over yeah. and get their, you know, so uh, from a buying point of view, you're pretty safe. It's selling. A lot of people have been deterred from selling on yes. eBay because they've been screwed over by the purchaser mm. uh, um, by doing them, you know. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we'd like to say a big thanks to Keith for sending in those questions. And I guess we encourage anyone yeah. to reach out. You can always contact us, as we say in the outro, um, get in touch with us on the Facebook if you do have anything you want to talk through. So on that note, thank you, gentlemen, for coming in to record another episode of Toy Power. Special shout out to all our friends and 
patrons over on the Discord. Always some great chat and wonderful to have Chris Wisdom back in the country and, and hopefully getting on the conversation now that he is back in the US. On that note, we would like to say a big thank you to all our listeners and we will see you around the toy aisles. And a special welcome to our, any new listeners who might have discovered us in the last few weeks. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.